Welcome to For the Love of Brantford, a podcast about the evolving story of our community. This podcast is for everyone who holds a place in their heart for our beautiful city. I'm Nathan Etherington, the Program and Community Coordinator for the Brant Historical Society. I'll be sharing some information from the Brant Historical Society archives and other sources to share some history that you may not have learned in school. And I'm Andy Samwell, president of the Eagle Place Community Association, and I'm passionate about community. And for me, you'll hear about what's happening in our community now. And I'm Zila Ozels from the Brantford Public Library. I'll be speaking with experts to get an idea of where our community is going. If you have any questions or comments that you would like to share with us, fill in our feedback form on the podcast website at brantfordlibrary.ca slash FLB. We hope you join us each episode as we learn from each other and explore Brantford's past, present, and future. This is a bonus episode with a full interview between Mandy and Barb. Hi, Barb. Welcome. Could you introduce yourself for the folks listening at home? Hi, Mandy. Thanks for inviting me. Um, I'm Barb Walsworth, and I have been involved with the Shellard Neighborhood Association ever since the very beginning, which was back in January of 2003. So we're actually going to be 20 years old this coming January. Um, I am now one of the past presidents um, of the association, and I just stepped down from the chair position in May when we had our AGM, as there was other things that I wanted to, to work on in my life. But I chaired it on and off through most of those 20 years, and uh, a lot of things that have happened in the community have been near and dear to my heart, and um, I still keep on top of it as much as I can. I volunteer with them if they need somebody. And if they got questions, sometimes they come and ask me, Barb, what the heck were you doing? <laughs> What's going on? That's nice for them to have that, to have you share that experience as well still. And 20 years is a long time. That's really fantastic that Shellards has been going that long. So very cool. So something I wanted to talk to you about is how the Shellard Neighborhood Association was involved in working towards the Southwest Community Center. Can you tell us a little bit about that? My goodness sakes. If you could see the binders that I have on my shelf with regard to this issue, you'd be astonished. Believe it or not, we actually started to talk with the city in 2006 and seven with regard to a community center and the fact that we had no place to call home. Uh, once the joint use agreement came in, we then could use some of the school's facility for our meeting. But up to that time, there was no place that we could hold meetings. Most of them were done in my basement. <laughs> and, and that was fine because it was very casual and we kind of enjoyed just sitting around and, and chatting. Um, eventually, um, through talks with the city over quite a few years, it was finally um, put forth in 2010 and 11 that we would go through with this. And the original name for it was the North of Shellard Sports Complex and Community Center. And it wasn't changed until about 2017. So it has been something that has been ongoing for quite a number of years. We needed some place out here for the residents to call home where they could go and meet, 
participate in some activities, uh, sports activities, family activities, teens, seniors, young families. It was desperately needed. We have some of the, the parks, which were great. We have lots of events at Donegal Park. And now we're kind of spreading some of those events out throughout our other parks. We now have one, two, three, four, and a new one is coming on board. It's there, but it officially has not been mandated through the city yet. But it's a good one because it actually has a splash pad. We're really excited about that. That is exciting. <laughs> that is exciting. Um, but it hasn't officially been given to the city yet. So, but the kids go there and play. We needed some place that they could call home and be able to walk to um, with their kids or ride their bikes or stroll around in because there was nothing else in this area for them where they could go as a community. Uh, there was no like churches or clubs and, or any place like that, that we could say, hey, could, you know, if you've got a room there that we can borrow to have a meeting, it was all brand new development. And this area is still expanding. And if some of you have, never, have not been out here in a while, I suggest you take a ride down Shullard's Lane and explore some of the areas off of Shullard. Every time I go out, and sometimes that's once a week, I hear, oh my God, look what they're doing there now. And it's only been a week. Anyways, times are changing. I was going to um, ask you, so the Neighborhood Association kind of advocated then for that? Very much so. And then once they realized that, they realized that the, the residents need to be involved. We needed to get some of the sports clubs on board. So we worked with the sports council on this. We also worked with other sports groups that were interested in it. At that particular time, when we first started to talk about it, we didn't really talk about the library as such. Um, so that kind of came in a little bit later, 2010, 12, somewhere in there. They were talking about it and the feasibility of it. And some of it was cost prohibitive. And do we really need another library and all of that going on? Um, but they, they wanted to find out what, what we needed in here because we really did not have anything out here. Yeah, you're definitely one of the areas that do, doesn't have a community center or anything like that where no. most neighborhoods yeah. have a community center fairly close. Yeah, even if it's part of a school. Yeah. Now, I guess we narrowly missed out on one about, oh, I guess maybe 10 or 12 years ago. Maybe not that. When Walter Gretzky and St. Basil's was being built, the school board approached the city to see whether they would like to join with them and also providing a community center like they have at Brandlin. Oh, yeah. Um, but something happened at council that it didn't go through and the board had to get going on the plan to get the school up. So it didn't happen. <laughs> My goodness. Interesting so, things happen, but the nice thing about is that now you guys are going to have this this additional school and community center and, and a library, and a library and a childcare facility along with that. So the four things are going in, and then originally when they had talked about the school, it was also it was originally going to be a high school, but then when they chatted with the school board back in about 2017, the mandate had kind of changed and they realized that they really did need an elementary school. 
So with some of the master plans that have been in place, they were kind of dealing like with what a high school would need. And some of our sports activities, sports fields that are in phase two, the, the school would be able to use. But it's a different matter now that we have an elementary school. You have to have a little bit more space available because now you have a junior kindergarten and kindergarten. So they have to have their own specified play area. Mm -hmm. Then you have the play area for the school itself. And um, then you're gonna have some of the area for the community center and, and the space that the library needs. And then if you have a daycare facility, so they've actually expanded the size of the lot and are refiguring things. Um, so that's really, really good. That sounds really great. Um, yeah. so, I mean, now that it's finally moving along and coming along, um, what do you think this will mean for the community? I have little dreams about it. You know, seeing families coming in the front door and saying, okay, you know, one's going off to maybe do a little bit of gymnastics here and another one's going to go in and uh, play, do some soccer and some teens are going down to the team room and the seniors are over there playing cards and the outdoor activities that are going to be there. And also the intermingling with the library too, I think is really important. And we'll be able to to join up with them and have joint events happening. And people just wandering over, like there's always mothers out with new, with the, the babies and the strollers and going over there and, and meeting for a chat time and a play date with their kids. Um, we have a, a large ethnic community out here and to have places maybe where they'll be able to go and learn English to experience that. We had some call for that a few years ago. We, we tried to accommodate that, but we didn't have any place to go to hold it. And a lot of them maybe don't drive, so they have to be able to walk to those facilities. I just think it's going to bring families and communities together, and especially the different ethnicities, and to see what a vibrant community we're going to have out here. I'm really, really looking forward to that. Listening to you talk about it, I can kind of envision that too, um, a place of gathering and a place of yes. life learning and, and for, you know, the community to come together. Can you tell me a little bit about what um, the Shellard Neighborhood Association might have going on um, coming up or anything like that? Presently, um, they did run some activities with regard to the participation in June, and they went over extremely well. Um, this summer, I, I'm not too sure yet, but they were talking about some soccer lessons for some of the younger ones at Donegal Park. It went, ex went over really well with the participation and the families were very happy about it. And also some, maybe some outdoor yoga lessons. We can't have anything inside because we don't have a place to go. And you know what else is really great? What's is when, when we get involved with the schools, and the partnerships we've had with the schools and using their facilities and just, uh, you know, you want to advertise any of these things, let us know, Barb, and we'll just put it in our newsletter. And they've been very receptive and very kind to us. And I have to acknowledge them because without them, we wouldn't have a lot of these things going on either. So, so it's, it's been great that way. 
that's nice to hear you have such a positive relationship with the schools Absolutely. because you know you're both doing such great things that it's nice to work together it was really nice because this is the first year they've actually had um the graduation ceremony for the grade eights like since the COVID, right mm -hmm. so we've always given a community service award out to graduating grade eight students at every one of the elementary schools with the COVID, it kind of didn't happen but this year it did it was nice i was invited to go and give one of those awards out at walter gretzky one of the teachers remember me he says oh is it ever good to see you i'm really glad you're here he says i thought dia was supposed to be here and i heard well there's also graduation ceremony at St. Gabriel's tonight too. So <laughs> you got me. <laughs> it's nice to see so many things starting back up now that we're yeah. moving forward through, you know, things are lifting enough that we can start to be doing things again. And it's yeah. really nice that you guys do that for the students give that award and, and in many schools and stuff like that. So that's awesome. I'm glad that that got to happen this year. Oh, me too. You know, we, we, we tell them but there's community service hours available, um, not all the time, but if we have activities going on, we, we need your assistance. And we're more than pleased to sign those papers if you come out and volunteer with us. So, yeah. I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize is that, um, you know, um, neighborhood associations can sign for volunteer hours for students. And they're a great way to get it, get those hours because we're doing so many different things all the time that it's, you know, there's pretty exciting programs going on that students can volunteer with. Ed Long and myself started through the Neighborhood Association, our Monarch Butterfly Project. So we've been working down at the community garden by the water park for the last five years or more. Yeah. And we've got a young lady down there now who is in grade 10, who's coming in for community service hours and is helping to weed and to do some watering down there. We had a Boy Scout group come in and help us major weed about a couple of weeks ago. We love that. <laughs> we just need those extra hands out there to help us. It gets pretty backbreaking, you know, after a while. We got about 12 beds down there. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't but, know for a long time that you guys had that butterfly yeah. beds down there. And I think that's such a cool project as well. So that's been ongoing. We've had volunteers come out in the fall because there's major planting that has to be done. And so we've had some of the Islamic Society have been very active with us and providing some volunteers. They're very, very supportive of what's, what's going on. So we really appreciate what they've done. Awesome. So I have one more question for you, Barb. So if somebody wanted to get involved with the Shellards, Shellards Lane Neighborhood Association, how would they do that? We have a Facebook page, just Shellard NA, and uh, you can go on to Facebook and Dia will probably, our chair this year, will probably respond to you. And we'd love to have you come out, listen to our meetings. We're hoping to have them, real live people get together <laughs> in the fall. Yeah, the other thing is just ShellardNA at gmail.com. Um, so thanks so much for chatting with me today. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I'm so excited for Shellard and, and that for getting that um, community center and library and school. That's going to be fantastic. I'm thanks. really excited too. Thanks a lot, Mandy, for chatting with you. Take All care. Right. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of For the Love of Brantford. You can find all the episodes at brantfordlibrary.ca slash FLB, including the show notes where we list references, share images, and provide resources to continue your exploration of Brantford. We are your hosts, Mandy Samuel, Nathan Etherington, and Zila Ozels. This is a podcast in partnership with the Eagle Place Community Association, the Brant Historical Society, and the Brantford Public Library.